Tiger. This episode is with Lydia. She is a stand-up comic who has traveled the world entertaining drunk and sober people alike. It was a double show with the previous one, Chris, and the first time, well, kind of the first time, second time, I guess, I've had comedians on the show. So if you like it, reach out over social media and let me know if you enjoy these types of shows so I can do them more or less. And if you got a dollar a month, supporting the show on Patreon makes this possible. So incredible amount of love, and here's a show. Lydia Womaning, how goes it? Uh, it's going pretty good. Yeah. Tiger I mean, Doss. Tiger Doss. It's actually... Uh, it just, is it legal yet? No, never. Well, it, it will be eventually. Uh, it's actually Lydia Manning. Yes. But you go by Womaning? Uh, only that's my online handle. I go by Manning. Sick. It's like I use my, my legal, real given name for stand-up and all other purposes. Nice. So you're a stand-up comic or you want to I am a stand-up or? comedian. Sick. Yeah, unlike the last guest yeah. that you had on here. I don't know if I'll put the I'll probably put these in order, but I can't you can't do a joke right now cuz you're sitting down if I'm correct, right? That's absolutely <laughs> how it works. Just stand up and you yeah. tell a joke and you have a mic from far away and you just kind of sound like this the whole time. It's the wrong kind of mic. Oh, rough. What's like it this though? Yeah. Where do I even grab onto it? Oh, yeah. Do you have to? I mean, what about uh, some, some comics use lav mics? Uh, really gross. I've comics. done shows without mics before, mm. and you don't realize how difficult that's going to be until you're doing it. Mm. Once, you when you're doing a... <clears throat> when you're doing a show and you do not have a mic, it's only hard for the first like minute of it and then you get used to it but there's definitely that moment where you're like oh I usually know exactly what I'm doing with at least one of my hands because mm-hmm. I have to hold this mic That's and now I'm just funny. like they're just yeah. free for all yeah. I can do anything I want and I don't want to do anything no you don't want to be a pocket person yeah you don't want your hands in them. your pockets you don't want to like punch someone you know it'd be you a good idea um, duct tape your hands to 40s so then it's like oh what is she gonna do with her hands she has two 40s that'd be like a good gimmick yeah, I think that's a, a great gimmick, but not for me. That's hilarious. I'm like, I'm not a sober comedian, Ooh. but what comedians get- set the bar very low for what it means to be sober. What do you get allegedly so, fucked up on when you're when you're doing comedy? <laughs> allegedly fucked up. Uh, when I'm doing comedy, usually nothing. Oh, Tonight, you said you're not a sober comic. Well, because I'm not but sober. I do nothing? What are you I'm talking not, about? I'm not sober, as in, like, I do occasionally drink, I do occasionally smoke weed, and I do occasionally partake in the caffeine. Holy shit, that's the strongest thing by far. Yeah, Those are pretty much the three drugs I don't take. The stand-up comedian world, there's a lot of straight-up alcoholism. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are high all the time. Mm. And so since I don't do that stuff like every day, people are like sometimes shocked Mm -hmm. if they see me drink a beer or like accept the joint that's being passed. Yeah. And they're just like, what? But the last five days you didn't. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Alcoholism is just something that is brutal and I don't understand. It's, I mean, have you ever like had a bout in your life where you got really into alcohol? 
For, oh. me, for me, my body literally wouldn't let me. I would feel like such shit. Like I, I almost, I feel like de- like I didn't sleep all night if I had like three beers. <laughs> Wait until you're 23, Tiger. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just hold on. Um, I did have, I guess it was more, it wasn't like an alcoholic phase. It was more of just like a uh, party phase oh, in college. So when I was like 21, probably was yeah. when I got because I'm a square. Mm-hmm. It was when it was once it was legal for me. But that's when I uh, started doing comedy as well. Oh, nice! What did you go to college was, for? I went to college for environmental science. Ooh. Yeah, it's, so you're a big uh, climate change person. I I believe in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind I believe of, in it too. It can overtake us. <laughs> I worked. <laughs> I worked for a uh, environmental advocacy nonprofit straight out of college. That mm. didn't last very long, and then. That's the only thing I have done with the degree since then. That's hilarious. What's weird it's is you uh, don't strike me as an environmental hippie at all. You seem like a really straight... For people, why um, not? I ordered a <laughs> vegan donut. That's hilarious. For people not listening, she's wearing like a suit, but, butch cut. I mean, she is like... She looks like a, a corporate executive. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she just burns fossil fuels for fun. No, you look and like my, a complete... My flannel and yeah. soccer pants are... <laughs> no, a complete... Like, I, I, I probably could have guessed vibes. that. But I like it. So does it... Um, the previous person who came on is in utter despair that climate change is going to kill us. Do you have better hopes? Now that you're... Since you're educated on it. Oh. Allegedly. It, college doesn't do much. Um, I don't have hopes for the far future, but I think, uh, I, I'm in a state right now where I just am very good at not caring about the future. That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, yeah. Screw your kids. Oh, wow. You're gonna have kids. Oh, you're going to have kids. Who says that? You did. In the previous episode. So you you listen to that too much. Oh, well, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) I don't know. Work on my laptop like a nerd? Hey, stop off camera. I almost said off camera person. I said off camera last time too. Yeah, you were saying I might even do this. I could almost do like one of your your shows right back to back during the same episode. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it. You should just edit it together in a way that doesn't fully make sense. Sounds like all three of us talking at once. Yeah. I like it because I've never had comedians on, so it's, it's a blast to speak with y'all. Yeah. I just assumed you were a comedian uh, when you reached I look funny. out. Look like a funny f- person? No, but you look like an open micer. Really? Yeah. I did it once. I will do it again. All my nice. jokes are based on how bad of a boyfriend I am. Yeah, but now you're someone's husband? Yeah. So now I have to be decent. No. You, none of you can see him, but he was like, I don't know what kind of vibes he's been getting from me, but he's got his wedding ring hand like yeah. displayed yeah. I'm, so I'm, I can see. fiddling around like, with it. <laughs> I did it for him too. I'm pretty sure your, he was coming on Your right me. hand was back where I couldn't see it. And then the ring finger is just like out. So you're like, hey, <laughs> hey. hey, lady. Uh, by the way, don't come on to me. <laughs> no. Spoken for. That's hilarious. No, I, just, I don't know. I was just like, okay, I'll find, I'll hide it. I'll hide it. If that makes you happy, oh, so hey, you can get on me with no conscience. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Never as soon mind. as I put it away. No, Chris, uh, Chris has actually got me in the, the habit of really putting it forward because like, he kept playing footsie with me. Like, if you if you were to put your I legs out. I don't think out, I could reach your legs well, if he, I tried. I, I don't have proof, but I suspect he actually took his, I'm his shoes five off. So I'm like too. And I have my shoes off. So it was sock on sock action. Oh, why don't I have my shoes intimate. off? Taking the shoes off. Nice. Okay, well, my ring is right here, just so we both know. No, but I like it. So what's it like being a stand-up yeah, comic? Are you, <laughs> do you ever get very embarrassed when you completely just suck ass on stage? Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Assuming never, that never happens, or maybe it's happened once. Uh, oh, of course, I'd get embarrassed. Um, it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. Mm. So like I was saying, like I started stand-up comedy when I was 21. So I've been doing it for like seven years now. Ooh, like old person. And like the first year or two of comedy, if I had a bad set, it for sure ruined my night. Uh, depending on how big the show was, like it would ruin my week maybe. Like I would oh, wow. think about it constantly. Um, and now... I do still occasionally suck ass on stage. Brutal. Like it's, it's well, when you're trying not out new, usual. new jokes, I'd imagine you would. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I'm trying out new jokes, like doing a mic, it usually feels very low stakes to me. Oh, cool. Like it doesn't, it doesn't devastate me the way it used to mm-hmm. when I have this idea that I want to present, and in my head it's super funny, and the yeah. audience isn't feeling it. If you were as drunk as me, this would be funny. (laughs) Trust me. In my head, it's hilarious. But I'm not drunk. No. It it used to devastate me. And I think about like the most devastating sets that I've had. And they're all pretty early on in Mm. my quote unquote career of stand up comedy. Seven years you're doing something. That's a career. I can drop. Well, I mean, I'm getting paid tonight. Yes. I don't know how much. I'm pretty sure the host of the show told me, but I don't remember. Because you don't even care. Money isn't a thing. You're such a successful comic. I come comic. here anyway. That's hilarious. I think they might feed us. Sick. When I did stand-up at Lucky's, they gave me a free beer, but I don't really drink, so I gave it to Jonathan, who I went to play pool with. Oh, nice. So that was a fun thing. I'd like to... Yeah, I might ha- consume a beverage tonight. Oh I'm going up last. Alcohol? No, I get it. You're a raging alcoholic. It's a problem, isn't it? I'm it's not addiction. a raging alcoholic. Your father alcoholic. was an alcoholic or something. I'm kidding. My dad... <laughs> getting way too personal. I was Ugh. joking. My dad is very old. He's actually... He's okay. older than... Not to get political, but yeah. you guys are talking Bernie Sanders. He's older than Bernie Sanders. My dad is. And so it bugs me when people are like saying Bernie shouldn't be president because of his age. You think your dad should be president? I don't. Because <laughs> of his I age? Think but not because of his age. He should, well, my dad would hate it. That's hilarious. But people being like, Bernie's not going to live to see two mm. terms. I'm like, stop reminding me well, we that my dad's terms. dying. Rough. One term would be plenty with that, that hunk of meat. Oh my gosh. Well, I was saying my dad's a very old person. And so... In the time that I've known him, he definitely has not been an alcoholic by any means, mm-hmm. but he has so much life before I existed that I really know nothing about. Crazy to think. You not, almost pretend it doesn't exist, don't you? I mean, like, he's talked about it bits and pieces, but if I were giving a timeline of like, here's what my dad did, like yeah. when was he in the military and like when did he go to school, like I couldn't tell you. That's hilarious. He could have, yeah. I could have half siblings mm-hmm. that are completely well, secret from me. And especially your grandparents. You probably know nothing about them. Oh, Much yeah. Much less your great grandparents. You probably don't even know their names. I do not know my great grandparents' yeah. names. So that's why I might actually have my parents on a podcast just to be like, like, boom, etch it into stone. And then, like, you know, my kids eventually can listen to it. My kids that I'm allegedly going to have yeah. um, can listen to it because I'm like, after seriously, like two or three generations, you're forgot. You're, you, 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 no one knows their great grandparents. Even their names. And you really don't know that much about your grandparents. So I'm like... I knew... I met my mom's grandma one time. My mom's a lot younger, so... Nice. Your dad's like a child... (laughs) What is it? A cradle robber? Um, Robbing the cradle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I guess she was... 
not like a child. That's all I but- know. I would hope she's not. <laughs> He's like a 65 year old man. She's 20. She was in her 20s and he was in his 40s when they met, I guess. And he was her boss. Oh, sick. The forest service. And I well. guess maybe she was Convenient. like a certain brand of trophy wife. What? Like a real like, like hippie, crunchy, outdoorsy. That's not a trophy wife. Trophy <laughs> wife. I said certain brand. Okay, I got it. It's hippie. not like a, it's not like corporate trophy wife like she couldn't be a politician's trophy wife yeah. but she could be a soil scientist's trophy mm. wife most most trophy wife complaints like she like, looks like she always knows what tree to pee behind oh, and sick. all of them no, <laughs> most trophy wife like the complaints that guys would have about the trophy wife are like oh you know like it's hard to connect with them or whatever but then like his complaint for your mom is like she gets granola in bed because <laughs> <laughs> that's all the hippies eat is just granola that's hilarious <laughs> yeah <that's> decent <laughs> no but what's what, what uh i actually brought it up just a minute ago with the other person but you'd be a lot better to speak with it what do you think of other female comedians do you connect with them <laughs> a lot better than male comedians <laughs> Are you guys really against the word female or male? No, I am not. It's just a, oh, it feels like a, a very, we'll say it's women a loaded comedians. question. Well, saying women comedians, that sounds different, you know? What if it's... Do yeah. you mean, like, as comedians or as people? As a person. It's like, okay, do you, in do you Portland like male comedy. you like female comedian more? In Portland, I like myself the most. Yeah, so everyone definitely should. a specific female comedian uh, is my favorite. Yeah. Um, if you mean like as, as people, as friends, I have four friends in Portland comedy. Yeah. You have a lot and of friends compared to most people. Thank you. Most people have like zero one. But they say they have more. Yeah. I'm being realistic. On Facebook, I have 3,000. Just so you know. Look, there's a lot of I'm people kidding. that I like and like that I vibe fine with. But the yeah. people I actually hang out with, there's, there's four. Oh, yeah. There's really four. And two of them are women. <laughs> two of them are your parents. And <laughs> neither of them are my parents. <laughs> but that doesn't change the ratio at all. Like, if two women comedian friends and I have two man comedian friends. Mm-hmm. And I will not say their names in case any of them are listening or oh, someone they don't know who each thinks other? they they don't. You're scared they're going to meet because they'll all go not, off and be friends without you. Is that like a not big fear like, of yours? No, we're just not like a friend group. Like I have individual friend relationships. You were talking about this in the last episode about like TV shows giving oh, yeah. false ideas of what friendship. We'll drop everything to go all hang out in the group. And, yeah, you know. I always. I think the friend group looks like a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but like most of my closest friends aren't really close friends with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're it's just hard to get a bunch of people who they're all like just each other. acquaintances. Yeah, no, and in those TV shows, one person's always such an asshole that it's like, no, the rest of them wouldn't be friends with them, but it's like, oh, but you know they love them just because why? Like, in real life, like if someone's really a negative person, like you should kind of cut them out of your life at some point so they don't bring everyone else down. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's a horrible thing to say. But anyway, no, like watching uh, stand-ups on Netflix. Do you like female or male? Women or male? Which are the binaries? Or transgender? Whatever. Do you like like women or men comedy more? Dead air. Oh, don't look at me like that. Chris is looking at her. All right. I've got like... Don't be sexist. I'm not. I want to say what I'm supposed to say is ah. women in comedy. But the truth is, I don't think there's much of a difference. Oh, nice. Mad respect. Uh, as far as 
even relatability or as far as like whether something is funny, even if it's not relatable. Because mm. like uh, some of my favorite women in comedy, I really love Maria Bamford. Uh, she would probably be my number one comic she, she's overall. She's your Kanye. Kanye is my her. Yeah, sure. Beautiful. Person if, you just look up to. Yeah, yeah. Love, love Maria Bamford. Um, love Mary Mack. But then I have... There's men in comedy who I really love as well. You got John Mulaney and Arge mm, Barker. Never, John Mulaney has always seemed kind of fake to me. I've only given him one chance, and I was like, oh, this seems very like almost too scripted. Yeah, all performers are a little fake. Yeah, very true. You have to be. No, you seem incredibly ingenuine to me. I'm kidding. Mm, I don't know what that means. I'm kidding. You seem genuine. <laughs> you said all performers have to be fake, and I'm like, I don't think that's a true. A little. A little fake. A so little. when you go up on stage, are you very different than you are right here? I don't think so, but I have gotten the feedback that I am mm. from people before. I have gotten feedback from people who were trying to compliment me but did it weird, uh, who would say something like, I really like the character that you did on stage. Ooh, weird compliment. Or, yeah. It is a weird compliment if you don't think you're doing a character. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like someone could definitely say I'm slightly different on air here than I am in person. But when I'm in person, I'm not trying yeah. to be entertaining. You're making effort. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm putting in effort to keep a conversation be going. Be likable. Ooh, not to be likable. I say so much unlike. Chris hates me after speaking with him for an hour. because <laughs> he's, he's slitting his throat but right Chris now. But Chris loves things that he hates. Yeah. So, right. So I could sense that in him. <laughs> Um, but, but the point is like, I don't necessarily try to be likable, but I try to be entertaining, educational and engaging more than anything. And like normal, most conversations, like that's the whole thing. If you start writing books or dialogue and like screenplays is you realize like you do so by listening to conversations, like eavesdropping and be like, most people never talk about shit that matters. Most people just talk mindlessly in the loops and just try to tell other people about their lives. No one ever is like, Hey, let's figure something out or progress the plot of our lives. So at some point I'm speaking differently on here cause I'm speaking in a way that people don't normally talk. Yeah. I do kind of want to go back. I was thinking about uh, what we were talking about. Relate, like You were saying you think you might relate more to mm. most male comedians. And not and all. So, I hate a bunch of male comedians like Louis C.K. I don't think he's very funny. That's a safe pick. Good job. Uh, Joe Rogan. I love the guy. He's <laughs> not a funny good. comedian. Right, you like him. But I really you, like like Louis C.K. as a person. You want to hang with him, but you don't want to go to his show. Yeah, and like Louis C.K., like, I think he's a great, <laughs> incredible person, but I just don't like his comedy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby, the great person with all uh, I like comedy. The Bill Cosby, very good comedian. <laughs> I have to say, like, I haven't actually heard his comedy. Oh, so well, I can't it's even. it's real good. No need to listen to it now, but mm, like he can't he separate was... the person from their art. Right? <laughs> no, like. But, if you if you already know, then maybe you shouldn't yeah. pursue I can't watch like, Kevin the knowledge Spacey. of it. I can't watch any Kevin Spacey movies. I'm like, ugh, you creeper, weird fucking person. See, I don't fully know who Kevin Spacey is, so don't no tell one does. me. Don't. Well, don't tell just me. the fact that it's like, oh, you allegedly raped a little kid. He's like, I'm gay, everyone. I'm gay. Does this get me off the hook? And everyone's like, what? <laughs> and then he put out this weird video in character from his House of Cards thing, where he's like, oh, wouldn't you have done guy. this too? Everyone loves me. I was like, what are you doing? It just, he kept compounding on the weirdness. So I'm like, all right, freak. <laughs> I don't know. At some point, I really can't disconnect the art from the artist either. So I got to like mm -hmm. the person. But I think, do you, 
Um, going back to the relatability thing, do yes. you think you really need to relate to an experience to find something engaging and entertaining? One thousand percent, yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think that's something that, like, as a woman, so at least from the female experience, I've gotten so used to like just being entertained by things I don't relate to. Mm. And so I do think if you ask women versus men the same question that you're asking about like uh, male and female comedians, uh, men have just been so spoiled <laughs> seeing themselves represented in that world. You, well, you, ha you are. No. You've just seen... No, but yes, but yes. <laughs> at least in media, you've been so spoiled seeing your experience more accurately oh, accurately yeah. represented. Spoiled. I, like spoiled. I like spoiled. That's a good word for it. Yeah. So but have you ever heard the argument and it might not be true. I'm not saying I agree with this. I heard this argument. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's a funny argument." Is that evolutionarily men had to be funny especially if they weren't good looking in order to reproduce. So funny men made it in the gene pool. Whereas women never needed to be funny to get a man. So Lots they, of funny men don't get laid. No, yeah, totally. But it definitely is another tactic to like possibly get a white. Like if you're a really, really ugly guy, but you can make a girl laugh. Like that's a 1% chance that she's like, you know what? Comedy matters to me overlooks. So that's definitely a tactic. But I don't think it's the other way around as often. I think someone really common, like really famously said this. And then uh, people like uh, Leslie Nope. I don't remember her name. What's oh, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and stuff were like, no, you're wrong and you're sexist and stuff. But I was listening to them like, well, I mean, it is sexist to say that, but it makes some sense. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. Um, and I've only watched a couple comedians and they're like, these are not funny. But then if I watch guy comedians, I don't think they're funny, too. That's what comes to the end of any sexist or like racist thought I have. Like if I have a really bad interaction with someone of a specific gender or race, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that person was so obnoxious. And I'm like, I know 10 white men who are just as obnoxious. All human beings are obnoxious mm -hmm. of all. Um, well, that's <laughs> a good point that you're kind of touching on is that. A male comedian is never, especially a white male comedian, is never going to be seen as like the representative oh, for what yeah. white male com white male comedy is. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I've done lots of shows where I'm the only woman on the lineup, mm -hmm. and so for people seeing that, and especially people who like don't see a lot of comedy, like they can see that, they can be like, this is what a lady comedian is. Oh, it's just funny. like this one person mm -hmm. being kind of like given that task of being the sole representative. And if you actually experience, like you see a lot more women in comedy, we're not at all similar to each other. Like, of course, yeah. some of us mm -hmm. in different ways are similar to each other, but there's, there's a lot of different, and it's kind of, it's weird that kind of female comedian has been turned into a genre oh, really? of comedy where it doesn't need or deserve to be a genre. Mm -hmm. it, there's like well, women within Different genres. Different genres. Well, to that point, do you think you get ever get jobs specifically because they're like, shit, we need a female comedian? Oh, on absolutely. Our set? Yes. You do. Yeah. Do you think you get that more often absolutely. than you get shut down from jobs because you're a woman? Do you think you get more or less opportunities because you're a woman comedian? Ooh. <laughs> I think I <laughs> hardballs. No, 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 no. I think <laughs> I think I get more. Interesting. I do. 
I've done. Look at this privileged think, over. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> it's a different kind of privilege. I do talk on. Um, so you can see, like I'm a I'm a white woman. I have a whole lot of privilege, and white women kind of a lot of the time give ourselves way too much credit for not being white men. Oh, what? Like, Wait, you give yourself credit for not being white men? We give ourselves too much credit. Like, we'll talk about white men as if, like, they are the sole evil. Oh, yeah. And I, like, look at myself, and I'm like, you know, like, I, I'm basically a white man. I'm oh. not a man, but, like, I have a lot of the same privileges. That, uh, I don't like the word privileges. You have a lot of the same opportunities. Split. Advantages. <laughs> Spoiled was a great way of doing it. Advantages. I'm like, at the end of the day, no You don't like privileged. privileges because you don't know how to spell it. Yeah, pretty much. Because that's why I don't like but it. I don't like definitely because of that. Every that's, time. That's definitely true. Ooh, I know I know definitely. I can I spell that. <laughs> Autocorrect saved my life there. D-E-F-I-N-I-T-E. Yeah, it won't help me. L-Y. <laughs> Um, yeah, check. I believe it. <laughs> he, he didn't even check. I'll just tell you. You're Spell right. check your privilege. But, um, I don't like privilege. And I actually had some arguments on the show, like with people of different races and genders and stuff. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I think everyone's privileged in different ways. I don't think like one group of people is like, oh, you're unanimously privileged and you're not like someone who wasn't Antifa, a completely reasonable person, PhD in, in this kind of field, just like of language and race and stuff, said pretty much that like a homeless white man is still more privileged than a wealthy black man. I'm like, you just, I, I don't see a possible way that that's true. I think class privilege really matters more. And not that there isn't like like other privileges, but and then like we yeah, ended the class show. Class privilege is for sure real. It is for real, and and I love and respect the person. But he ended the show. He's like, well, let's just before we end. Are you are you afraid of cops? I'm like, yes. White people still get shot from cops. We're not privileged in the sense that like, yeah, maybe we're less likely yeah. to be profiled. White but we women still get probably shot. don't really. Oh, you're probably very privileged with cops. Oh yeah, I see. I do talk about like. Uh, I have certain privileges that I'm sorry for using that word. No, but you, you but see like, what I mean. Like it's it's a it's a loaded term. There That's why are I don't like using there it. are things. So something I do face in comedy, and it's not about getting booked less, but it's from my experience. I have gotten these comments very often, and it's usually just like drunk guys after shows oh. who will make a comment that's like. Oh, I really thought you were really funny, and I don't usually like female comics. Oh, gross. Something like that. That's a dirty and thing to say. Sometimes they'll even they'll even be like, "That's disgusting." Yeah, like you got on stage and I was like, "Ugh!" But no. then, like once you started doing your bits, I was oh, like, "Oh, it's actually pretty funny." My so it God. is for real a thing that women in comedy do have to face sometimes. And you come um, on a nice p- talk show. I treat. I treated Chris. I asked him a bunch of different things, and I am treating you differently. I'm asking specifically yeah, about a part I'm of you. Asking lady questions. Asking lady questions. <laughs> but you get. There are still some people who will see a woman go on stage and just instantly write her off. No, see that's bad. Like they don't expect. Like, I can get on stage, and there's still certain people who just don't expect me to be funny and possibly don't want me to be funny oh, so that they can dark. be correct in their biases. Yeah. So but there you, is probably a couple people who, even if you're not funny, they'll be like, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt because they want to see more women comedians succeed. There's probably less of those. There are probably a lot of people who maybe are I like, think more so in booking, people are, oh, like, nice. making effort to do that yeah, now. That's cool. And I do think... 
now the playing field is a lot more leveled. But if I had been starting comedy, like, in the 90s, say, uh, it definitely then was a lot harder Mm -hmm. for a woman to come up. Yeah, things are are getting really good. I'm all for uh, accurate representation of reality, but not to the point where it's forced. Like, if a lot of female comedians, like, a lot of comedians aren't female, like, 10% 10% of comedians are female. 50% of famous comedians shouldn't be, be, be female just because that's like the accurate representation of the public. Like at some point, women and men do want different jobs in life. You know, it's an interesting thing. Like I'm, I'm all for it, but like at some point, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think more men or women go into comedy? Um, Is it equal? I could be completely, and I was given an example with the 10%. It's, it's not equal, uh, at least in none of the scenes that I've been in. Uh, I actually started in a very small scene in North Carolina, oh, cool. and there, uh, it was a lot different. There Where were maybe Wilmington. It's uh, on the coast. Yeah, yeah, it was a very small scene, She's and got so warm water over there, though. there were like maybe 40, 50 comics mm. total, and that's counting people who are just like in and out here and there. Mm-hmm. And I would say the most women we had at a time coming out and doing comedy would be five. Oh, wow. Like, there were five of us. Yeah. That's about 10%. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Another great guess. <laughs> um, but then coming out in Portland, just since I had the experience of coming from being like one of five women in the scene, uh, I could look at the Portland scene and be like, oh, it's like 50-50. But oh, nice. it still isn't. Oh. It's still not that. It's just... Like I was talking about early, earlier, it's what your perspective is. Mm-hmm. Like my pers- I was coming from a perspective of like just being used to a lot of the times being the only woman at a mic weird? that week. I'll always hear people of other races be like, you'll never know what it means to be the only white person in a room. I'm like, I have been. It's not that crazy. Like, it's cool. <laughs> I feel, I don't feel like... Oh, the thing is, as a white person, (sighs) the thing is, as a white person, it's super fun to be the only white person in a room. I don't think it's fun. I just don't think it's that crazy different. Here's the thing. I do. I think it's super fun to be a temporary minority. That's hilarious. Um, We are. Worldwide, we are a minority. Well, yeah, but... But we, it's like a bunch of like Asian people but and Muslims and I don't know how many black people there are in the world, but like, it's almost like an Asian person where there's billions of them come to America and they're like, we're a minority here. I'm like, kind of, but if I went to Asia, would I be a minority there? Like, like it's such a weird yeah, thing to move to would, a space and be like, I'm a minority here. I'm like, yes, you are. I don't know. How I, I'm, I'm still cultivating it, a thought on that. I'm not saying fun, final thoughts. It is fun to be a temporary minority and there's certain things like that are novel and fun about it. Like I like getting attention for no reason for a while, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that to be my day to day life. No. Like I recently did a comedy festival in Nepal and Ooh. some shows in India wow. and there like here, I don't draw a lot of attention. Just mm-hmm. like, walking around Another and not lady. yeah not <laughs> trying to get attention yeah. um over there i draw so much attention yeah. um and people you literally would like, reflect light <laughs> <laughs> i would get like aggressive staring oh, wow. and people like not hiding it at all like yeah. follow with their whole head staring yeah. and it was like 
fun for a day or two for that to happen or indian language or how'd you tell jokes over there if you don't i i did all english and they'll do a lot of them speak english or something yeah okay i was gonna be like that seems really difficult to like tell jokes to someone in their second language where they're like the festival that i did in nepal it's called top of the world comedy festival i am fairly certain i did get that gig because the booker did not know enough women Ah. and asked for a recommendation from someone that's so funny Um, but it worked yeah it worked great uh they had they had different language shows and for every show the top of the poster would say what language it was going to be in. Mm, So people would come in knowing what they were going to get. And so there was an all Hindi show, like with uh, all the Indian comics that came in. And I was obviously on the English show, but like I went to the Hindi show and I went to the, uh, the local Nepalese show and watched like the comedy in other languages. And it was still fun. Like I didn't, I didn't, understand it obviously but you could still see the audience reaction you could tell where the punchlines were Um, you could even tell when someone was expecting to get a laugh in a certain spot and didn't oh wow just like by their their inflection and their facial expressions while they were doing it and after they did it. And you could see, like, that didn't get the reaction I yeah, wanted. That's so funny. Even though you couldn't and understand so, language, you were just watching, like, body signals. Yeah. That's cool. That's a unique experience. I've never been to Southeast Asia and uh, India and stuff. Was it yeah. cool? It, yeah, it was very cool. Nice. It was very fun. Just for two comedy shows. You flew all the no, way over there, did two comedy shows. No, it was for more than two shows. Uh, it was for a festival in Nepal. And then just, like bar shows mostly and uh, i prefer performed at habitat in mumbai mm, uh, that's crazy <laughs> real awesome. big name drop yeah no that's incredibly cool um one yeah, thing we do have cool. to be cognizant of is i have to give you uh 71 of the time that i gave chris because you're a woman no i'm kidding, I'm uh, kidding. Like, just cut your <laughs> show slightly shorter <laughs> that's totally fair no um but anyway so what you got going up in your future good joke well in my future uh, I don't want to, we're going to be doing Oak City Comedy Festival in Raleigh, North Carolina. I say we, uh, I'll be performing stand-up there, nice. but also my podcast that I co-host, oh, Specscript, cool. Can I be is on it? I'm be doing, just ask you again. Uh, not in North Carolina. Oh, come on, I'll fly out there. Fly out there to be on a show. <laughs> That's dedication. You'd have well, to at that point. Comedians do that. We fly all over. That's um, crazy. How do you afford We're going to be it? doing... NorCal Fringe. Nice. You guys and drive a lot too, right? I I you drive. Re- you get I really drive. sick of driving <laughs> and flying. I do all of the driving for uh for the spec script. Well, that's not true. Um, all I'm saying is Chris Hadami. Well, he's a fail. Son. Are you a fail daughter not, at that point? What, how, is there a different term? I, oh, a I'm going to put these in the same one just so that the jokes kind of cross over from person to person. Yeah, that's If fair. you're okay with it. Chris, you really want to be separate from her? Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm cool with whatever. All right. Just because if someone listens to this one, they didn't listen to that one, like, what the fuck is a fail son? I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll do it one of the two ways. Well, I can go ahead and define fail son. What, is there uh, a fail daughter, though? I think we just one. call ourselves 
fail sons, but I don't know. I I think no I might I might Brutal. be one, but I am the youngest of three siblings, and my siblings did set the bar pretty low for me. Sick. And so I think I'm doing pretty good. Nice. That's so funny. It's like, uh, it's that whole thing. Like, it's not enough that I succeed, but others must fail. So it's like, okay, <laughs> you know what? They're doing worse than me. So that's, you know, I'm doing pretty What's good. That? Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have one brother who is uh, very successful in the path he chose in life. Yeah. Is he older than you? Yeah. And he's like, makes real money, working yeah. at a real job. Do you get compared to him? Um, I don't think so, but... Um, cause I would say we're, we're running different, we're in different realities. We're running different races and I, he's incredible. Okay. I, I respect how, uh, like he was very successful in his, in his life, but then I'm like, it's a life I couldn't choose. And I think my life is a life he wouldn't choose. So it's, it's just like, are you very similar to your siblings? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> They're not even not. in your friend group, are they? <laughs> I guess I, like my brother <laughs> isn't like, I don't see my brother a couple times a year. Uh, well they don't live in, they both live in North Carolina. Oh, that's And so. I don't know. I, was, I texted my sister today. Nice. They're not like in my friend group, but yeah. it's because friend groups don't exist. Holla, preach it. No, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> they don't in, exist in the way I want them to. No, I think everyone wants like, oh, they're just people who you can always rely on and stuff. And like, even when I'm at my low, they'll bring me, bring me up. That doesn't exist. People are just, they're, they're, everyone is so low that they don't have energy for other people's lows. They just like the one day I finally get out of my low and a best friend's in their low. It's like, no, I don't want to go back to that. Have you oh, suck yeah. me down? There's that quote, uh, misery loves company. I absolutely love that. Cause it is people just love complaining and having other people also feel sad or mad. I hate it. I hate it too. Let's complain about it together. It makes me so mad. It does. I think it feels good. But I, I think at a certain point, it's also cohesive or bonding to kind of complain with someone. And like, if it is something you both genuinely complain about, like if I do bad on a test and you did bad on a test, you're like, man, fuck that teacher. They can, you know, they can, ooh, you know? And it's like, if you're feeling the same way, it's like, okay, we're on the same team. Oh, it is nice. It is nice. So I think there is some like evolutionary, like, feel good about gossiping yeah, but i think it, i like when my far. friends are wronged in the same way as yeah me, me too but then it's i think this just turns into this huge uh nationwide panic of like the left and the right are in their own groups where they just keep complaining to each other like uh, <coughs> people who listen to Chapo trap house no <laughs> i'm kidding calling out chris well i mean <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> i mean i listen i listen to rogan so it's, you know I'm, I'm definitely getting propagandized as well but it's it's just fun to be aware of where you're getting input from. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you think you're getting propaganda or input? or? Uh, I think I'm pretty easily influenced oh, by that's cool. you're recognizing it, other people. Um, but also, I'm just very passive. So, like, I'm not going to go out and do anything crazy with information that I've <laughs> been given. You hold it up like a ticket. I know this thing. I just might parrot someone else's opinion and yeah. then be like, wait a minute. Where did yeah. I... <laughs> Halfway through saying, and you're like watching yourself say, and you're like, I don't even know what I'm saying. Where did I hear that? <laughs> yeah, I kind of understand the tail end of maybe this sentence. And have you like, ever caught yourself like arguing something, and then someone just asks you one question about it, and then you're like, Oh no, that's I don't. what I try to do in my show. A lot of people will say shit, and I'll just like, I'll just ask questions. Guests I don't can know make anything. it up in their mind. Yeah, because at some point, if you argue with people that are clearly wrong. It's like that whole thing, like if from far enough away, if you see two people arguing, you don't know who's stupid or not because like they're both, it's like legitimize the other person's opinion. So it's like, I'll just ask a question. 
And if they can answer it well, I'm like, you know what? I'll change my mind because I'm not hardened on any opinion except for that you're probably the best female comedian ever. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> a shout out. I'm not. Um, I do have a, a friend in comedy who says he's been telling people everywhere that I'm his favorite white woman comedian, <laughs> which I, I told someone else that, and they were like, that's not a real compliment, but it is. That's hilarious. Like, it's... Because the, you know, there's yeah, totally. so many other yeah. white women comedians. Yeah. Well, you could be and, like, like to me, you could be like Tiger Mom. Why am I just not your fame, like your favorite comedian? I'm like, well, because Mark Normand is funnier than you. You know, like at a certain point, like you can subset. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, okay if he's like, no, I just like I really like Tiffany Haddish or whoever. Is that a black woman comedian? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Another guess, right? <laughs> I've just been guessing shit all the time. I mean, that's obviously an easy one. Yeah, um, congratulations. Thank you. No, the more I've been watching, I listened to Joe Rogan, and I'm like, God, I probably sound like a dumbass in shows too, but he had a, an astronaut on who'd been in space for 95 days, and he's like, oh, I lost 3% of my bone density, and I got enough radiation that increased my risk of cancer by 4%. And Joe Rogan was like, oh, but are there any supplements you could have taken for that? And I'm like, Dude, like completely serious. He's like, what about like iodine or something? And the astronaut's like, no, no, I don't think we could. It's like, <laughs> how stupid do you have to be, do you think? Oh, you can fight radiation with, a, with B12 or something, like a vitamin. I'm like, okay. Hey, if the ad campaign is good enough. That's so funny. And anyways, honest supplements, there's right after it. <laughs> We're getting astronaut. No. So I'm like, you know what? I'm sure I say dumb shit too. It's just a weird, weird thing to just know that you have dumb shit set on air. Like, I mean, you oh, film yeah, yourself. Everyone does. Yeah, especially if you're a stand-up comic, trying out bits. Yeah. Oh, it's rough. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of stand-up comedians, not all of us, but we, we keep notebooks. We write our ideas. And when I was first starting out comedy, uh, I was super embarrassed about mine like I remember I lost it at a bar one time and I just like freaked out yeah. that someone might read it <laughs> just like, no yeah. they're gonna steal all my jokes or was it more like oh, it was more like they're gonna see because I didn't just write jokes in there it was almost a diary oh. it was like stress writing <laughs> but like jokes came out yeah. of that at least there wasn't like your name in a photo of you to put it to <laughs> that would be unfair if it's just a, a you know a random journal no there wasn't but oh. i was just like it was just so personal i was yeah. like no no one can <sighs> see that and even the stuff that are jokes like there's a bunch of stuff that made it into the notebook that never made it onto the stage mm -hmm. like i write a thing and be like I'm never gonna say that on yeah, stage it's ever. <laughs> Just horribly, horribly racist inner machinations of your mind. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't bring that in public. You go on stage and you say the N word blatantly. You're like, mm, should have stayed in the journal that time. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and admit, um, I have used the N word on stage. Full word. Not yes. Say not, it. Say it right now. I'm not gonna say it. Do it. Say uh, it. No, that was back when I was 22. So oh, you got can the I rest say it? of the year. Can uh, I say it right now? I'm kidding. I mean, I'm not the one who gets to say yes or no. So That's yes. Hilarious. That's so yes, funny. Can. I can just not put the episode. Out. What's gonna happen to me? She forced I, me to. I was in a sketch troupe for a little bit. That was. For most of the shows, it was an all-black sketch troupe with a token white woman. Hey, sick. And uh, it was the, the comedian who said I'm his favorite white woman comedian. Oh, yeah, Let yeah. me be his okay. token. Okay. And uh, a token white man, or boy, because we were, we were little babies. 22? We he was, My little he baby was 19 oh. or 20. 
Yeah, he was 19. Infants. So he was Infant. he was little he was little baby uh, boy. Infant. Um, but there were two sketches that I was in as the white woman and he like it was in the script. It was in yeah. the script and oh, like okay. written write written by a black person, yeah. directed by a black person. Um And you said it? Yeah, I did. Did they I get did mad it, or they were I like, did it nice, as cool. written. No, it was fine. Oh, cool. But it was also something where like it was in the South and yeah. the audiences in, in North Carolina just didn't care. You just ripped the page out of the thing. This is now my end card or my, 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 my card. I can say it whenever. Well, in one of the sketches, I was playing a cop. And oh. So the, the cops... Uh, it wasn't hard R in that. We were rapping. Okay, nice. The cops pushed the, like, we kicked the black characters off the stage for whatever they were doing. And yeah. then the cops just start rapping. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, it still gets in my head sometimes, but mm-hmm. I can't. I can't do it. No, you can't do it. it. What's funny is, I mean, Chris right here is going to think this is the worst joke ever. Um, and I've said it in one other show. It's such a bad joke. I almost don't want to say it, but I'm oh, thinking of you. You don't just, have to. You could just take. <laughs> you don't have to say you, it. No, you have to. Okay, no. say it. You could take the hard R out of any word. Instead of saying like retarded, which makes it bad, you could say attauded. And it's like, is it slightly less offensive in that way? Yeah, I guess it's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Chris really liked it. For I the record, he was over there. I think mispronouncing a word. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but is saying the N-word without a hard R just mispronouncing it? You're equally as racist? <laughs> I don't think you're just racist for saying the word. It's just a word. I'm like, you know what? I don't ever need to say it. I don't know. I really do like hard R's in general just as a sound. Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger. Tiger. Adam, Adam Manninger. Uh, especially in music. It's okay. one of the reasons I kind of appreciate a lot of country music. Uh, it's, for, it's for the hard R's. <laughs> People, too often, they'll be singing something, and they just kind of, like, pretend that R isn't there. I'm sorry if you're snapping. Yeah, yeah just don't do it. But I live on an inch instead of ranch. No, 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 no. Like you the, want, I can live on a Like ranch. at the end of words. Ooh, like if you're tracta, singing tractor. another. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Another. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't like. It. I don't like the letter R. Ever since I've like really been, it's like an yeah. aggressive word. What's both your my favorite names. letter? <sighs> isn't letter. everyone's favorite? <laughs> isn't, isn't everyone's favorite letter their first letter of their first name? Ooh. Isn't yours L? It is. Yeah. See. It <laughs> is. But my favorite vowel is O, oh, and yeah. I don't have any O's in my name. I don't have a favorite vowel. That's such a weird thing. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? Well, constant? I told you I was gonna get <laughs> not political. <laughs> That's yeah, very true. I don't think we mentioned a single thing. Lydia is very pro-Trump for people we listening. Did. She just doesn't no, want to bring it up because a lot of her fans are gonna stop listening. So no more politics after that. You're very pro-Trump. That's the only thing <laughs> hey, we'll say about. Hey, I it. mentioned Bernie Sanders's age. Yeah. So exactly. You don't like Bernie. We get it. We no, don't need to touch I on think... politics. Me and Chris talked about it. Enough. <laughs> um, pro-Trump lover. No, I'm kidding. Just for people listening, she's not. She's a, she's a grown old I am whatever gets me invited to the parties. <laughs> You're a, what do you call it, demagogues? You'll say whatever the most popular amount of people like. Well, I used to call myself a libertarian, but I, was just, I was just trying to fuck. Yeah. That's so <laughs> funny. You know how many guys just want liberty? Yeah, fuck big government. <laughs> Damn, I'd fuck this chick. She also hates big government. Did, did it work? 
I don't think I needed to do it, oh. but yeah. <laughs> Women don't need to do it. Like a woman can go to a bar and be like, who's like an attractive guy here? And be like, hey, do you want to go home? No questions asked. Guys cannot do that same thing. Okay. Chris, you're saying no because you so know what I women... have. I have been rejected before. What? It's as not a woman? like it's not like women can't get rejected. Oh, yes, far, as far a less. woman, <laughs> as a woman. But uh, no, it's easy. It's, yeah, it's easy. It's, but it's not like uh, the one hundred percent success rate no, you're yeah. making it out. No, to I, don't, I don't think it's that. But for like men, it's like you got to go through an Olympic fucking trials just to go on a date with a girl. But for women, like, all guys genuinely want to be less lonely, whereas women, like, guys are doing the chasing most of the time. It might be changing a little bit, but I think that's kind of how it is. Like, as a woman, you get to pick who you spend your time with male-wise. But male's like, oh, my gosh, I'm trying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong. I think, I think women... You're, you're, uh, you're mostly right. I already told you I'm a raging sexist. I was just thinking... Um, it's like a generous word to call it chasing now chasing. because it's just like you're on your phone. Oh, <laughs> like, that's so funny. Chasing makes it sound athletic. Yeah. And <laughs> it's probably better that they're just texting. I mean, not like literally running after women. In the well, streets, yeah. <laughs> chasing down your prey. It's like, oh, okay, dark. Maybe, maybe courting. Men, men court women more often. Court. <laughs> court you know like women aren't just like oh i'm gonna buy this guy a ton of and it does happen and you know what those are the luckiest men in the entire world don't take it for granted and women you're superstars and yeah everyone i've bought gifts for yeah <laughs> and had them mailed to your house i was house. trying to fuck <laughs> is that what you're saying <laughs> well no that's not what i'm saying because i've like bought my dad and my brother gifts Ew, before you sicko Sicko. I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. said no. You love Trump. Oh, I guess you're, you, that's probably why you're pro-Trump. You're from the South kind of person. Is North Carolina's the South, right? Yeah, North Carolina's the South. Oh, no. But I like Anyway, so um, do you have any tips for like people yeah. looking into getting... I'm just going to make a hard left turn away from that um, incest joke you made. I didn't no. make an incest joke. You... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ugh, I guess I shouldn't have said anything. It wasn't supposed to I be... I didn't go there. You're like thinking like, yeah, I guess I did want to fuck every single person I sent a gift to. Oh, well, no, except my family no, no, members. No, no, no. I'm like, wait, you, what? <laughs> what a you joke. said, you said y that I wanted to fuck everyone I've yeah. given a gift to. And I told you that's not true. And yes. here's why. Here's two examples. <laughs> yeah, two examples. All right, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just giving you hell. I just like just. Edit it out. Edit everything out. Edit. Just keep the intro and then whatever's about to happen, which I'm sure will be really good. What, what are some tips to stand up comics that are like, man, in seven years, I want to go on a cool ass talk show? On a cool ass talk show? Called Talks with Tiger. Oh, um, just start wherever you currently are, whatever city you're in, mm. and just Google open mics. If you do have a friend, who does stand-up comedy, ask them where the open mics are, but don't send them your jokes you're thinking about doing uh, and then never come out and do any mics uh, because they don't care. Like, just, just go do a mic, bomb or not, and then if you want to do it again, do it again. Yeah. Like, those <laughs> are my only tips. That's a good tip. Uh, this is a comedian experience and also very much a female comedian experience I get a lot of guys who talk to me and then tell me that they want to try comedy as like 
a, a starting point for like a thing they oh. think I'll be interested in talking to them about. Yeah. And then I'll like, we in Portland have a very good link. Like not all scenes have this, but we have a very good website of like, here's where all the open mics are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like take your pick, do one. You just send them a link back. Yeah, I send them a link. Oh, that's hilarious. I send them a link. But then they're like, well, here's this joke I was thinking about doing. Oh. And I'm just like, do oh, it. Like, oh, I'm that's not, bad. That's a bad joke. Yeah, you should feel bad about it. I'm not going to give you any feedback. Just like, yeah. do it or don't do it. I don't care. That's so like, funny. I don't care if you try comedy. I don't care if you're good at it. What if, like, a really, not, what if what Brad Pitt emailed you like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this joke. You'd, you'd be like, all right, Brad, no, link, no okay, link's coming back to Brad you, baby. Brad Pitt already has such a successful career that he could just go do a special. Well, probably. It's, like if Brad Pitt was just like, I'm going to get into comedy, he could like he has the resources to fill a room yeah. and whether it's good comedy or not, who cares? Who cares? He has a Netflix special just like that. Yeah. So Brad Pitt Directed asking me Quentin for Tino. advice, yeah. I would engage, but I just be like, uh, you're wasting your time. No, you'd engage for being like, hey, what's your address? Let me send you a package. Let me send you a gift. Do you like putting together care packages? I'm going to court you. I'm going to court you. Nah, he's got too much baggage. Him? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting to see. Brad Pitt. See, women do that. And, and I've said this, like, that was one of, like, I'm not ever going to make it into a joke. But, like... He's got kids. Yeah, but just in general. Like, a woman will turn down a famous, rich, very good-looking guy to be like, yeah, I turned down Brad Pitt to her, to her brag to friends. But no guy would ever be like, oh, yeah, Margot Robbie, she she really came on to me. I turned her down. And, like, guy, your guy friends would be like, you are dumb. You are dumb as hell. <laughs> but I think, mm-hmm. like, friends to girls would be like, wow, that's pretty impressive. I could be wrong, but like, like if you told your girlfriends, like, yeah, George Clooney approached me, and I'm like, no, not not happening. Walk away, bud. <laughs> Walk away, bud. <laughs> Walk away, old man. I mean, if he was more your age appropriate, like it'd be understandable if you turned him away right now. That'd be like your mom and dad situation. Boom, too close. Yeah, <laughs> that is too much. It's <laughs> too close. No, I don't like I don't like uh, older guys or guys who are like too successful. Why don't you like us? That's, see, that's what I was talking about. Like girls. It's the, it's it's the classic male ego, but I have it too. Oh, that's fine. Like I would love to date a super successful woman. That would well, be like the dream. My God. Oh yeah. Does your wife know that? Yeah, she's incredibly successful. Oh, okay. Happiness wise, I'd consider like someone being very happy to be like the peak of. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be like the peak of happy like success is like if you're happy, no matter where you are, you're successful. Hmm. So I don't know. I feel good right now. Sick. Love it. That's because okay. of all the uh, MDMA I put in your drink. I didn't. In the water. <laughs> in the water. It just hits you by the end of the show. Cause I whatever. got it from the tap. Is there just MDMA yeah, in the Eugene tap water, water in Eugene? Isn't that actually <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Let's name our kid Tiger. <laughs> no. Isn't that the joke that Ashland, Oregon, they put lithium in their water because everyone down there is friendly? I know nothing of Ashland, Oregon. That's a joke I hear, and I'm like, that might be very true, so... Did you grow up in Oregon? I grew up right here in Eugene. I was born in my house. That's how hippie I was. Oh. No hospital for me. So, and I've never been. No, I have been. I broke my nose. Well, I was born in a hospital because my parents were science hippies. Oh, nice. Not That's cool. like uneducated hippies. That's hilarious. All right. And with that super derogatory joke, we'll end it. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing your career goes. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything to plug? Plug your, plug your podcast. Plug your podcast. 
I co-host a podcast called Spec Script, oh. where we get someone, a cool person, usually a comedian, to write an episode of a TV show they've never seen before. And then a cast of super cool people come together and performs it as a table read. Nice. Your co-host must be a complete dunce, right? Like an asshat? You probably hate him. My co-hosts are fine. Oh, isn't Chris one of them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's fine. He's fine as hell. I might get him a gift later. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) All right. Lots of love, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.